Hallmarkies podcast, and we are really excited today. We're talking with our first costume designer. I've never talked to a costume designer before, so I'm very excited about it. We're talking with Aaron Benick, who is the costume designer for the new Apple Plus, uh, for the new Apple TV movie, Spirited. And uh, I really enjoyed the movie, so I'm really grateful to get a chance to talk with you. And thank you so much, Aaron, for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. Yes. So uh, I'd like to learn a little bit more about your background and how you got started. And how did you become a costume designer? I, uh, I, let's see, I first interned on a movie in New York back in the early O's. Um, I had a lot of interest in doing fashion design. I would be making stuff all the time in my sewing machine at home and I just had a lot of, um, I had a, I don't know, magnetic pull towards clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a graphic designer at the time. I had just graduated college and I was designing books for Penguin and I was starting to take night classes at FIT. And um, I I met somebody who said, oh yeah, if you want to intern I, at a bar, you know, uh, if you want to intern on a movie, you should reach out to me. So I did, I followed through and I said, I'd really love to intern on a movie. Um, I took two weeks vacation, my two weeks vacation from Penguin and I went and interned on a movie and I loved it. Yeah. And I was kind of hooked. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, I I got in the bug. Um, It's really, really, really long hours, really hard work, especially as a PA and an assistant. Um, There's quite a lot of pressure, you know, you think you were saving lives, but we're not. Um, just the nature of production is you kind of, you, you can't not have it. You kind of have to f- solve it and have it somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I learned, I've learned a lot on the job and I assisted, I, I interned, I PA'd and assisted for, you know, the next 15 years mm-hmm. and just learned on the job. Yeah. And so then somebody finally was like, okay, we're ready to give you the a big break from the, yeah. from being assistant. So that must've been yeah. amazing, exciting. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even think that was going to be the moment necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think I just fell in with a really great group of filmmakers in the very mm-hmm. beginning and, you know, between the producers and the director and the actors, we all made a few films together early mm-hmm. on and, uh, kind of became a little bit of like, you know, supportive film community. Mm-hmm. Um, Lynette Howell, Jamie Patrickoff, Ryan Gosling, um, Mariella Comatini, Beth Mickle. These are all the people. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking over your filmography and I was blown away. I mean, you have done incredible work. I mean, iconic. I mean, the the costumes and drive. I mean, that that iconic jacket. Like, <laughs> I mean, we could probably spend an hour and asking you about all these projects because they are some of amazing amazing work thank you yeah. uh, I, thank and I'm, you. yeah so you've done everything from drive to loving to birds of prey to the you're spirited uh and i'm curious is it uh is it harder to do a period piece versus uh and where where you're trying to get a specific time versus like a completely original setting like, like you have sometimes in Spirited and some other movies. Yeah, it's just different. Um, you know, period has its own challenges where 
maybe the, you know, maybe it's too long ago. So there's, you know, you, you can't really go to a thrift shop or a vintage shop. Yeah. And find, um, you know, so it's, it's harder financially to do, to do period, big period pieces if you don't have the money. So that's, that can mm-hmm. be challenging for that reason. But, um, you know, a lot of rental houses, we access a lot of rental houses in LA and New York and not really New York, LA and London. Yeah. Um, have the biggest ones uh for for period uh big crowd type films mm-hmm. um but mostly we build it um it, you know modern day has its own challenges in making something iconic in a in a sea where everybody is kind of basically has like clothing fatigue they feel like they've seen everything and mm-hmm. you know how do you make it iconic and make it pop and make it something that people are gonna um remember as being this character only mm-hmm. um so that's that's challenge we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast calling all pride and prejudice fans lizzie shane the award-winning author of the pine hollow series has a brand new small town romance on the shelves and this time it has a jane austen twist in Pride and Puppies, a Jane Austen fan struggling to find her modern day Mr. Darcy decides to swear off men and adopt an adorable puppy, only to find herself catching feelings for her sweet, not at all Darcyist neighbor. Lizzie Shane's Pine Hollow series has been called an irresistible blend of heart, humor, and a whole lot of puppy love. Don't miss Pride and Puppies available now wherever books are sold. To learn more, visit www.lizzieshane.com or use our affiliate link in the description. That's lizzieshane.com. And then yeah, fantasy. In, in Spirited, you kind of had everything. You had fantasy uh, costumes, you had period costumes, and you had modern costumes. Exactly. <laughs> I took the movie. <laughs> so that was a bit challenging. It was, I mean, that's so, that's the fun of it. You know, I love all of it that I, I can't say I'm a costume designer that likes one kind of costuming or, or anything, you know, I think all of us costume designers kind of like all of it. You know, uh-huh. we just love, we love personally, I just love to sketch design build, you know, so if it can be something that I can come up with like in my head um, and then make it and have to make it. I, I love that. Yeah. You know, um, and yeah, and I got to do all three in this movie, which was so lucky for me. Mm-hmm. So how much freedom do you have as a designer in designing the costumes or are they somewhat dictated to you by the director, producers, other people involved? If this is exactly what we want. Yeah, I mean, I've been quite lucky in my career that I've not really gotten myself onto a project where I've had a lot of constraints. Um, typically, I will read a script, a script will come in, I will read it, I will have some, have, I'll have a pretty good idea based on the tone and the story and the director, you know, in their previous work, like what they might want, want what I think it should be. Mm-hmm. I kind of usually pitch that in my interview, you know, or at least I listen to what they want. And if it's something they want, and I'm like, Ugh like tactical military gear, black on black for everybody, you know, I'm like, pass next movie. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. You know, and then, and then, and then if it's something, usually it's like, I'm, I'm kind of on, on the same page as they are. Um, and then, and then we, we work together, you know, I mean, 
I was I was just telling a story about how when I was designing uh, the Ghost of Christmas Pass, uh, Sunita Mani's costumes, at first I designed something, my initial thought for it was kind of flowy and a little bit more ethereal and almost in, in angelic-like and like a long flowing gown with some lace. And at first, you know, Sean, our director really loved it, but then he's like, you know what? I think you should make it like cool and young and like hip and like, you know, you know what I mean when I say that you interpret that, go interpret that. And I was Uh like, okay, you know, and it was, um, yeah, it was super fun. It was, it was like a really great, you know, it pushed me to like come up with something even more interesting. And, um, and I did, and it worked out. And I think, I think it's more collaborative if, if anything, than being dictated Mm -hmm. to. So in this movie, you have all the choreography that you have to, that, that they have. And so you have to make the costumes work as a whole, as part of uh, group scenes. Was that challenging? Yes. You know, we, I worked very closely with our choreographer, uh, Chloe, to come up with a color palette and a grouping of, of colors and characters within the dancing. So we, you know, we would give them a corresponding t-shirt color and we would, I would watch the practices and I would see how the groups would flow. And she would, yeah. And she would kind of be like, Oh yeah, we should make that group, you know, red and let's make this group. And we, at some point we had four colors and we, we cut a color out because it, it just dynamically, it didn't work with the dance. Mm -hmm. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. You had a lot of hats in this movie. And so that must have been fun to kind of design these hats. Oh my God, totally. I, um, I, I came up with this. I should say I found a picture of this woven top hat and I really wanted everybody in the movie to have a woven top hat that basically meant like like a structured hat that I would have to 3D print. Uh-huh. It was way too expensive. I, couldn't <laughs> <do it. laughs> I got to make three though. Uh-huh. Um, and you can see him sort of in like in the ghost world, like costume um, montage in that scene. You see some of some of the people wearing it. A couple. Oh, of really? Answers. So you got to do three. Yeah, of them? yeah. You'll have to you have to watch slowly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun. Um, yeah, but but 
Yeah, I love doing hats. Mm-hmm. So at first spirited, were most of the costumes like selected or or handmade? Like did Every- not a thing was selected other than like some black, like the black pants or skirts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Everything. Wow. Every single thing in Will's line, every single thing in Ryan. Mm. Ryan wore a couple of pre-made suits, but all his black suit we made, the obviously the Santa suit we made, the mm-hmm. uh, yeah, everything was built and created and made. That's amazing. And yeah, I mean, fun. and it's not just like you said, even the details, like the the jewelry that people are wearing, the sh- everything from the the. I know there's thought gone into every part of the from the shoes to the, the hat all it's the way up. True, it's true, Rachel. Every little <laughs> element, every shoe, we painted all the shoes. So, oh yeah, okay. So we got to. So I, I basically we would design these outfits for. Um, uh, I think it was, was a Christmas morning feeling or was it, I think it was Christmas morning feeling. And um, I basically, we painted the shoe to match the fabric of the, the most interesting fabric. Let's say it was a plaid or a floral um, in the main part of the dancer's costume. So then their tap shoe would have the exact same fabric. Essentially we painted it on. Oh, that's, that's I didn't realize that that's interesting I know you barely got to see it. there was a there was there was a really cool shot that they did do of all the tap dancers on chairs uh-huh. and, uh, and then they pan up and you see how it matches but uh but yeah, yeah. it didn't make it the cut, final cut how much time do you have to for a movie like spirited to make all these costumes and to, to do four months four months four months which is sounds maybe like a lot but it's not yeah no uh, you know, even the costumes in for the 1800 scene we made because when you rent clothing like that, you you have one and dan- typically a dancer can't dance in that. Right. Because uh, it doesn't have 360 movement. You know, that clothing is very, very like constrictive and like you mm-hmm. can maybe walk, but you can't do high kicks and dance. And so we built all of those costumes i was actually going to ask about that if 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 uh if you had to kind of make things work for the choreography uh yeah the movement yeah yeah that's interesting yeah Yeah. Uh, and you need multiples because dancers get sweaty and things can rip and mm -hmm. and main cast and all that stuff so i have you know several of each thing in their closets that's cool Yeah. yeah All right. Well, we have some fun holiday questions we like to end our interview with. Okay. First question, what is your favorite holiday drink? Mm. Eggnog or hot cocoa or malt like a mulling, like a um like a wine, a cinnamony mm-hmm. wine. All yeah. That, like Yeah, like a mold wine. A mold wine. Sounds good. Okay. What is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? Mm. Um, the Trader Joe's chocolate covered marshmallows. Oh, good one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite Christmas song or carol? Um, old Lang's old Lang sign. The yeah. Sign. New Year's. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite classic Christmas movie? <gasps> I know it's tough. Home Alone. 
you wouldn't believe, I would say probably 80% of interviewees stay home alone. It is by far the most popular answer. It's the greatest movie yeah. ever. <laughs> you can't deny the greatest yeah. movie ever. I love it. Yeah, no, it's really good. I have a great fondness for it as well. It's one of the first What's comedies. Your that I ever... favorite? What's your favorite movie? Well, oh. Home Alone would be pretty high up there because I have a great nostalgia uh, attached with it. Um, but um, I love Charlie Brown Christmas. That's one of my favorites. Mm, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, so but good. I, I, uh, I'm a big sucker for Christmas Carol. And, and it was really funny because this year, I mean, not only spirited, but we had uh, like a, just a whole bunch of different like, Christmas carols on everyone's mind uh, on the various networks. Yeah, there in there, yeah. there was another one on a Hallmark channel that was about the ghosts, which was really random. That Oh, well, I didn't see that. Yeah, you should watch it. It's called Ghosts of Christmas Always. It was really good. No yeah. way. Yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah, Thank it was you. a really good one. Good script, a uh, good story. And, uh, um, you know, and then on Netflix, there's an animated Christmas Carol. It's just been in the air this year, which is fun. I wonder why. That's cool. Yeah, I know. Uh, all right. Uh, and this will be interesting. You. So, which your which is your favorite, Scrooge or the Grinch? Mm, the Grinch. Okay, good. Uh, which you like better, clear lights or colored? Colored. Okay. Uh, would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman? Build a snowman. Okay. Uh, would you consider yourself a good gift wrapper or not? Nope. Oh, interesting. I was thinking you would say yes. Because <laughs> you're putting all the clothes together. I think we could give You wrapper. would think. Yeah. Does, no, it doesn't translate to paper. <laughs> Very good. All right. Last question. Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? Definitely. Yeah. What's your ugliest Christmas sweater? It's like yellow and fluffy and really <laughs> like has like a dropped shoulder, like from the like eighties uh -huh. and yes. Uh, good. I would expect a good, ugly Christmas sweater from a designer. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, very good. You answered all the questions. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Rachel. Well, thank you so much. Uh, and do you have social media or anything like that you want to share or? Yeah, sure. Uh, my Instagram is at erinbenick.com. We'll have that all in the description and, and hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Thanks, Rachel. You too. Happy holidays. We'd like to thank Erin for coming on the podcast. This was so much fun to get to meet her and hear about uh, her work on Spirited. And uh, let us know what you think of all the two things we talked about in the comments section or on Twitter. And uh, if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of her social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Also, if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which is a lot of fun and a great way to help support the podcast. And we have the merch store, which you can get tons of fun designs from us, uh, festive designs. Please take a look. And uh, thanks so much to Aaron and wish y'all a Merry Christmas. Bye, everyone. <laughs>